You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 197. So how do high achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello, hello. Have you been hanging out with me on Instagram lately? I have been posting some mini trainings that will help you manage your mind. So be sure you're following me at dina.cataldo and set up your notifications so you don't miss anything. These are bite-sized trainings that you don't want to miss. So if you are doing the work in these episodes and judging from hearing from you, I know that a lot of you are, I want you to reinforce that with something else. And these are the perfect way to do that. And the real section is a great place to start. Okay, so let's talk about what you want and why and three red flags to look for when you are goal setting. Because sometimes we work so hard for so long that we lose sight of what we want. We forget even to check in with ourselves to see if we're acting in alignment with what we want. We soldier through our day, just trying to get the things done on our calendar, hoping that we get enough done and that we don't feel behind. And if we have a goal at all, it may feel impossible to make time to go after it. And if you are making time for it, you may squander the time you have doing lots of things that feel like pressure and hustle energy instead of calm and committed energy. What happens is we're chasing a dream instead of becoming solidly rooted and in alignment with our dream. We are so much more powerful when we are rooted and in alignment. And I see this come up with my clients when I start working with them at first. And I saw it with myself when I first started building a business on top of my law practice. This energy looks much more frazzled and spastic than contained and focused. And in this episode, I really wanted to focus on three different things. So the first thing are these three red flags, three common reasons lawyers tell me that they have a goal. It's their why. And that why is actually preventing them from taking the best actions to hit their goal. In fact, it's usually not even really what they want at all. It feels really horrible when they really get to the root of it and they realize there's something bigger that they want. The second thing I really wanted to touch on here is to show you how to recognize the behaviors signaling that you might be working from one of these reasons, one of these red flags. And the third thing I want to share with you in each of these areas is how to start making the shift from this hustle and grind energy to the calm and committed energy to fuel your actions. So to give you context, I'm going to talk about these whys in terms of the ambition to grow your practice, make partner, or go after any kind of promotion, or start a new venture outside the law with the idea of leaving the law eventually. This applies though to every desire we have. So even if these topics don't light you up, ask yourself where you want something, but you are not getting the outcome you want. 
use what I talk about here to build your awareness in that area so you can change the fuel that's powering your actions or your inability to act, right? Like that's procrastination. So let me preface the next part of this episode with this. I'm not saying that these whys that I'm going to go through are wrong or bad, okay? You might really want them. But usually when the people are coming to me, I'm checking and double checking and want to understand what energy they're working from because the energy we work from is going to determine the results, right? The feelings that we have that are generated by our thoughts, that's called mindset. And that's going to determine the actions that we take. And the actions we take are going to give us our outcomes. So if you're not getting the outcomes that you want, it's important to understand what your mind might be telling you about these goals. So the point of this episode is just to help you see where you might be stepping on the brakes in your practice, like getting in your way, stopping versus stepping on the gas pedal to get you where you want to go. It may just be just as simple as understanding some of these thoughts and cleaning them up. It may take a little more work, but just understand that, you know, just because you want these things, it doesn't mean anything about you, right? Like you're allowed to want whatever the heck you want. And it's also here this episode to really help you understand where you might be using pressure and stress to push you towards your goal rather than being focused on ease to allow what you want to just be inevitable. Okay. And I know if you're listening to this, you're a workaholic because that's who I attract because I am a workaholic too. And I am, I watch myself. I watch my brain. I am careful about how I schedule because I am very, very, very much want to keep a life, right? I want to have my walks with my dog. I want to enjoy my time with my friends. I want to enjoy books and have my spiritual practice and do all of those things, my gardening, right? I want to have a really great quality of life, but I also love the work. I always want to make myself better. I always want to serve at a higher level. And to do that, I've got to grow, Okay, same thing with you, right? Like you don't need to change your ambitions. Just recognize why you have them and decide whether or not you like your reasons. Like why are you doing the work that you are doing? Are you doing it because you truly desire to do that work or are you doing it because of hustle and scarcity. And we're gonna we're gonna go through more of this. I'm also gonna use this as an opportunity to give a shout out to my former client, Stacy, who just made the move from full-time attorney as a public servant and part-time estate planner to a full-time private practice as an estate planner. She practices law in Texas to, in her words, provide holistic legal services that are inclusive of folks with non-traditional lifestyles. And I'm gonna link to her website in the show notes. So if you're listening, I love your website, Stacy. And she left a review for the podcast not too long ago and said, I've listened to this podcast for several years and done one-on-one coaching with Dina. I have found her help and advice to be invaluable. I have taken my solo practice further and further and also made changes in my personal life that make me a happier person every day. Stacy is an example of what's possible when you do this work. So treat each episode like you paid $1,000 for it and you're going to notice your attention is more focused and you won't just be listening to it in the background. Thank you, Stacy, for the lovely review. If you want to leave a review, I would appreciate it. You can go to dinacataldo.com forward slash 197 and I will link to a place where you can leave a review. 
Okay, I will get off my soapbox now. Let's dig in. All right, so it is in our nature to grow. We want to expand into the next version of ourselves. But there's a part of us, our primitive brain, that doesn't want us to grow or expand because it's scary. It wants us to feel safe and the priority to stay safe and not risk our position in the tribe so that we stay safe and alive can outweigh growth if we let it. Our primitive brain makes it difficult to change, but not impossible. Now, it's not impossible if you're using the skills that you're learning in this podcast to manage your mind. It's a practice. Unfortunately, we don't get to just learn this once and be done with it. We, we must stay committed to what we want and keep practicing awareness and connecting with what and why we want what we want to keep our primal brain in check. The first step, as always, is to get awareness of what your brain is doing. So let's start with getting awareness around what some lawyers tell me their why is for wanting to make money, make partner, or whatever their ambition is. So very first one is to prove something to someone else. They want to prove to their old law student friends, a spouse, their parents, their boss, that they are successful, that they belong, that they are really meant to be an attorney and that they're a good attorney. Their brain has decided that making partner means that they are successful or that making X amount of dollars means that they are successful. This thought always feels icky. There's a pressure that builds up in the body and anxiousness. And and that happens because we're putting our happiness in the hands of other people. And when we do that, we feel insecure and vulnerable. And when we feel pressured, insecure, or vulnerable, we become reactive to the world around us instead of intentional and mindfully responsive. When we react, we almost never make the best decisions for ourselves, and we almost always make life harder for ourselves than it needs to be. And you may find yourself procrastinating and spending a ton of time and energy feeling guilty for procrastinating. The only person you need to approve of your decisions is you. And when we are out to prove our worth as a human or what we're capable of to another person, we don't make the best decisions for ourselves, and we definitely don't make the most impactful decisions towards achieving the goal. We're working really hard, usually overworking later than we want. We're missing things that we told ourselves we wanted, like to take care of ourselves, go to the gym, spend time with our partner, whatever it is. And that's because our brain is spinning out every time it perceives that it's taken a step backwards, that someone is making an interpretation about what's happening in your life based upon the opinion it thinks someone else is going to have about your actions, right? It's a lot of work to worry about what other people think about you. And I know this because I spent a lot of time here. I thought about what everybody thought about me and like, what were they thinking and how, how were they judging me? And I mean, half the things that I was thinking, nobody cared, right? But that's what my brain did. And it made it very difficult for me to take action towards what I wanted to create in my life because I was so worried about how things were going to be perceived and I couldn't even be myself. I couldn't even do the things that I wanted to do because I was so concerned about what other people thought, okay? And when our only concern 
is that we are doing what we want, that we are going after what we truly desire, other people's opinions, they just stop mattering. And this has a twofold impact. First of all, you're going to evaluate your goals in terms of how it impacts you and not what others think about you. That means you're going to be working more from calm, committed energy rather than anxious or stressed energy. Imagine not caring what people think about you. How do you think you'd feel? When I started recognizing how much stock I put in what other people thought about me and my decisions, I started asking myself, what I truly wanted, even if it sounded nuts to me at the time, like it sounded impossible. And then I decided, well, you know what? I don't care if it sounds impossible. I'm going to place my energy more into thinking about how I could make it possible instead of what people might be thinking about my plans. Second, you're going to create more ease in your life because your brain's not going to be in conflict with itself. If your brain is worried about what other people think, it's always going to be on the lookout for where you may be disappointing someone, whether it's a client and you're charging them money, right? And and you just you have these thoughts about how you might be disappointing them because they they didn't think they could afford you, whatever it is that they said to you, and you believe that you're disappointing them, you're going to change your price, right? If you are doing something and your boss um, gives you a look and you interpret it as disapproving, you are going to backtrack and you're not going to do what you want to do, right? When you have an idea for what you want and it's not in alignment with what your boss, your parent, your spouse wants, you were going to hold yourself back from taking action. It's a lot easier to take action when you truly want something for yourself and you don't let other people's opinions interfere with it. So if you find yourself feeling the urge to get the approval of someone, to want to be liked, here are a few questions you can ask yourself to start shifting away from craving that approval and shifting more into the calm, focused, committed energy of someone who's going to go after something that they want for themselves. Who in your life do you want to like you? Your clients, your boss, other partners? Now, why do you think you want them to like you? And if what they thought about you didn't matter, what would you want for yourself? What are your reasons for wanting that? Do you like those reasons? And why do you like or dislike those reasons? Answer those questions and you are going to be able to start making the shift. Another flag, another why that I hear from lawyers wanting to work harder to achieve billables, partnership, or in any other area of their practice, right, is that they want to make all the monies. My coach says this so funny. It's like watching Gollum, you know, in The Lord of the Rings, and he's, he's like, my precious, right? Like, we get all of this, like, anxious energy around money and how we just, we've got to have it, and it's our precious, and it's just, it's, it's just so amazing. Look, money is a good thing. I'm all about going after big goals, and if money is a big goal for you, that's fantastic. Money is an expression in the world as to how much we help people. So if you're making a lot of money, it means you're really helping people. Our culture has twisted money into something negative, okay? And that messes with our head when it comes to goal setting. If you're listening to this podcast, I know that you are not out there just like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like 
the a least liked person, like whoever comes to mind who you associate money with and you don't like that person, I know you're not that person. You're here for the right reasons, okay? It's like The Bachelor, but you know, you are actually here for the right reasons, okay? What most of us do is we focus on the money out of scarcity. And that's like not a problem, right? It's just our primal brain. It has these thoughts that money means we're safe, right? So it wants more. And our brain gets in the habit of believing that the money is what creates security because we've practiced that thought so often we believe that more money means more security. But money doesn't create security. A person with a million dollars in the bank can think that they don't have enough money and feel unsafe. Meanwhile, a person with $50,000 in the bank can think that they have enough money and feel safe. It's not the money that creates security. It's our thoughts about the money. But Dina, I hear you say, my goal is the monetary target. How can I go after a goal without looking at the target? I'm so glad you asked that. So money as a goal is only useful to help us bring up all the garbage in our brain that's preventing us from growth. Money is an abstract concept. Our true focus is the growth we need to experience to hit the target. So let me give you an example. If you have insecure thoughts about money, it's going to show up in your practice. And I know that this shows up in conversations with prospective clients, right? Like if you're meeting with a client and telling them about your services, if you have money scarcity, it is going to impact how you talk about that how you talk about your offer, how you talk about money, what you do, how you feel, and how they feel. Okay? So, if you are thinking about how you need to make the sale, or you're going to be thinking about how you need to convince them to say yes. And then you're going to do things like start to discount your services because you're feeling icky and desperate. And you know what? The prospective client can feel that too. And if you are discounting your services or changing your packages so that they buy, you're actually discounting what you want. Okay. What's happening here is that your brain is focused on making all the monies instead of what the person you're talking to needs and creating a want match between you and them. Meaning, What you want, you've decided ahead of time because you know how much a package requires, how much work it requires, how many hours, all of that good stuff. And you have ahead of time created a fair price in which you are going to be able to continue working in your business and you're not going to be resentful of doing the work. Okay, so you know what the price is. But when you start getting into scarcity and you start discounting and all of that, then you're undercutting your growth. The growth comes from recognizing your thoughts, right? Recognizing your behaviors, right? So if you recognize your behaviors, then you can track the thoughts and the feelings that you had in that moment and then learn how to become intentional instead of reaction. Because remember, our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings fuel our actions, So if you notice that you are discounting, that you are changing the package, the reason you're doing that is because you are having a thought. In that moment, because it's happening so fast, you may not recognize that. So it's your work to start recognizing, okay, I felt really icky. I felt this urgent feeling, kind of like desperation when they, I was afraid that they were going to say no. That's the thought. I was afraid they were going to say no, right? Let it be okay for them to say no. 
Now, if this speaks to you, your growth is learning to detach from them saying yes. Them saying no or yes doesn't mean anything about you, your offer, your goal, or what you're capable of. If you sense that this is your work, here are a few questions you can ask yourself to start shifting your focus from the money to your growth. Because remember, and I, I don't remember who said this, but the goal itself isn't the goal. What the goal is, is all the growth that happens as you work your way towards that goal. Like all of the change that has to occur, the person you need to become, the thoughts you need to let go of, and the ones that you need to start practicing, those are the real nuggets. That's the real goal. The money is just an outward reflection of all of the inside work that you've done on yourself. So if you sense this is your work, here are your questions. What are all of your thoughts about money? Like really spend like 10 minutes writing down all of your thoughts. And when you go back and look at these thoughts, where do you think they are impacting your life and your law practice? Another question, are you getting the results that you want? And the last question, what thoughts would you need to change to begin getting the results that you want? And I will also link to a couple episodes I've done on money that might help you. You can find them in the show notes at dinacataldo.com forward slash 197. All right, so the final flag, red flag, that I hear lawyers tell me when they are going after a goal in their law practice is that's what they think they're supposed to do. Now, it's also the reason I hear for hesitating to leave their practice to go out on their own or to do something different, okay? Like, oh, they're just supposed to stay where they are. This kind of makes sense, right? It's the same same thing, and I've gone through this too. We're told that choosing the law is a safe profession where we're going to get work after law school and chances are high that we're going to make good money out of law school. So our primal brain thinks, okay, I'm in the sweet spot. I'm a lawyer, Don't mess anything up. We're safe right now. Do what they tell you to do, right? And what's hilarious to me, looking back on this in my own life, is the large investment of time, energy, and money that we're willing to make for years, not knowing 100% what's going to happen after law school or whether we're even going to pass the bar exam. But we do it because people before us have done it, and it seems like it's doable to us. And if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably always been a hard worker and law school really brought it it out of you. And then when you started practicing, you worked even harder. (laughs) And we don't even think about, you know, whether or not we are where we want to be. We figure we're supposed to work hard and make partner or become a supervisor or whatever everyone in your office says is the pinnacle of success. And even if you do think about possibilities outside of that particular path, our brains easily easily shove off thoughts of changing anything because it says things to us like, oh, well, we need to stay to pay off the loans. I, I can't afford to leave. Oh, we must, we just spent so much time and money on this career. I, I really should stay. Like I've just, I've put in too much energy. I, I need to stay. You know, it would be ungrateful not to stay because the office slash my parents slash I have invested so much in me. So many other people would be grateful to be in this position. I should be grateful too. Maybe all lawyers feel this way. I should just stick it out. This is just what life is. I'd be disappointing people if I left. I mean, have you ever said any of these to yourself? I know I've said these some of these to myself, and I've heard my clients come back to me with some of these too. But what happens is, is that 
you know, we could work 15 years in a career and then look up from our desks and realize that we didn't go after what we truly wanted and then have all this regret. So, I mean, if you are in a position where you're going after something just because you think that's what you should be doing, it's time to start looking at it a little bit differently because we keep working, right? We're workaholics. We love the work, right? We work without even thinking about you know, whether or not we're missing out on something, whether it's your playtime with your kids or trips, maybe it's your health, your relationships. Like, what might you be missing out on if you're not thinking about these kinds of things? How do you know whether or not this might be showing up for you in your practice? Well, you might be feeling resentful. It might be hard for you to wake up in the morning, or you might be exhausted when you get back from the office because all day long you've been like complaining in your head about all the work you had to do. (laughs) You might even question whether or not you're making an impact in the world, or you might notice yourself procrastinating in your job or just going through the motions. Now, just because you feel this way doesn't mean that it's time to jump ship. There's a lot of mental growth to do before making a decision like that. And when I work with clients who are in this camp, we work on revitalizing their relationship with their current workplace before they decide they want to leave. This is because we can't make the best decisions for ourselves when we react to our emotions because we're going to take our brain anywhere we go. We think life is going to be sunshine and daisies if we change our circumstances, but it's always going to be our thoughts that impact how we feel. If you have changed your job and, and you decided you really liked it better than the last one, don't be deluded into believing the new job is just like this amazing job. You have other problems in the workplace, right? People are going to annoy you there too. You're going to have a lot of hours there too, right? You're going to find work boring there too. You are taking your brain wherever you go. So if you have those thoughts, you're going to have some other thoughts that are just going to be popping up for you. So it's better to just clean those up ahead of time so that when you make your decision to leave, you you know you are putting yourself in the best position to make the best decision possible. So if this is resonating with you, here's a few questions to help you get clarity on what you want and what your next steps are. So the first question is, is if I could wave a magic wand, right? If I was like the magic genie and there were zero limits to what you could have, what would you ask for? Describe it in detail. What would your day look like? What kind of work would you do? Who would you be spending your time with? Like what kind of people are in your life? Next question In your current work, write down 10 things you genuinely enjoy about your work. Don't let your brain tell you that you can't think of 10. There are certain people, certain aspects of the job, certain perks that you enjoy right now. What are they? Third, what are you willing to give up to have the life that you want? Four, who would you need to become if you decided to go after what you truly wanted? So when I work with my clients, we go deep into what they truly want for themselves. Like that is really step one. And what you want is important. We tend to shove aside what we really want in favor of what we have as if that's the best we can do. That's our best option. And I did that for a long time, so I understand. It feels easier to do what we know. It's scary to rock the boat. And I've gone through the process of rocking the boat in my own life, switching over from a full-time criminal prosecutor to a full-time coach for lawyers. And that was not an overnight growth spurt. 
Let me tell you, it took being willing to look at my brain, pull out the thoughts I had that were preventing me from even thinking about what I really wanted, and then taking action in alignment with what I wanted. And then thought by thought, I grew into the person I needed to become to take the larger leap. And this is a process you can do too to grow in the direction you need, no matter what it is that you want. Now the caveat is, is it's got to be something you really want. It can't be something that somebody told you you should want or something you think is what you should want or you want to impress someone, right? Unless it's impressing yourself. Like why not go after something because you want to show yourself what's possible. Like do it for fun. Like I got to a point in my life where I was like, why am I doing something if it's not fun? Like sure, there's going to be aspects of any job where you're not going to enjoy, you're going to not want to do something. But if you desire something enough, what's going to happen is is you're going to naturally want to take more action. You're going to take massive action action towards that goal and you're going to do things even when you don't want to do them. It's going to come from commitment and calm and just like this energized feeling, this fire, because you desire something so cleanly, like so true, right? Because you want it and not because it's something that somebody told you you should want or you believe you should feel grateful for because a lot of other people don't have it. So I just want to open this up for you because this is such a a big deal. When we are acting in alignment with what we truly want, we are in service to our higher self, our higher goal, our higher purpose on this planet. I truly believe that. And if that sounds like work you want to do, book a call with me. I will take you through the process of learning the skills you need and the mindset you need to grow into the person you want to become to go after what you want. And I will be with you every step of the way to help you through the bumps in the road. You can book a call with me at dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session. This work will change your life and it will change the lives of the people that you want to serve. So if you are here for it, let's talk. Okay, my friend, that's all for this week. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.